Section 29 of Jataka Tales by H. T. Francis and E. J. Thomas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Theft of a Smell Once upon a time when Brahmadatta was reigning in Benares, the Bodhisatta was born in a Brahmin family of a village in Kasi. When he grew up, he learned the arts at Takisila, and afterwards became an ascetic and lived near a lotus pool. One day he went down into the pool and stood smelling a lotus in full flower. A goddess who was in a hollow in a trunk of a tree alarming him spoke the first stanza. "'You were never given that flower you smell, though it is only a single bloom. Tis a species of larceny, reverend sir. You are stealing its perfume.' Then the bodhisatta spoke the second stanza. "'I neither take nor break the flower,' From afar I smell the bloom. I cannot tell on what pretense you say I steal perfume. At the same moment, a man was digging in the pool for lotus fibers and breaking the lotus plants. The Bodhisatta, seeing him, said, You call a man a thief if he smells the flower from afar. Why do you not speak to that other man? So in talk with her he spoke the third stanza. A man who digs the lotus roots and breaks the stalks I see. Why don't you call the conduct of that man disorderly? The goddess, explaining why she did not speak to him, spoke the fourth and fifth stanzas. Disgusting like a nurse's dress are men disorderly. I have no speech with men like him, but I deign to speak to thee. When a man is free from evil stains and seeks for purity— a sin like a hair-tip shows on him like a dark cloud in the sky. So alarmed by her, the bodhisatta in emotion spoke the sixth stanza. Surely, fairy, you know me well, to pity me you deign. If you see me do the like offense, pray, speak to me again. Then the goddess spoke to him the seventh stanza. I am not here to serve you, no hireling folk are we. Find, brother, for yourself the path to reach felicity. So exhorting him, she entered her own abode. The Bodhisatta entered on high meditation and was born in the Brahma world. The Lion in Bad Company Once upon a time when Brahmadatta was reigning in Benares, the Bodhisatta was a lion, and living with a lioness had two children, a son and a daughter. The son's name was Manoja. When he grew up, he took a young lioness to wife, and so they became five. Manoja killed wild buffaloes and other animals, and so got flesh to feed his parents, sister, and wife. One day, in his hunting ground, he saw a jackal called Gurria, unable to run away and lying on his belly. "'How now, friend?' he said. "'I wish to wait on you, my lord.' "'Well, do so,' said he. So he took the jackal to his den. The bodhisatta, seeing him, said, Dear Manoja, jackals are wicked and sinners, and give wrong advice. Don't bring this one near you. But could not hinder him. Then one day the jackal wished to eat horseflesh, and said to Manoja, Sir, except horseflesh there is nothing we have not eaten. Let us take a horse. But where are these horses, friend? at Benares by the river-bank. He took this advice and went with him there when the horses bathed in the river. 
he took one horse, and throwing it on his back, he came with speed to the mouth of his den. His father, eating the horse-flesh, said, "'Dear, horses are king's property. Kings have many stratagems. They have skillful archers to shoot. Lions who eat horse-flesh don't live long. Henceforward, don't take horses.' The lion, not following his father's advice, went on taking them. The king, hearing that a lion was taking the horses, had a bathing tank for horses made inside the town, but the lion still came and took them. The king had a stable made, and had fodder and water given them inside it. The lion came over the wall, and took the horses even from the stable. The king had an archer called who shot like lightning, and asked if he could shoot a lion. He said he could, and, making a tower near the wall where the lion came, he waited there. The lion came, and, posting the jackal in a cemetery outside, sprang into the town to take the horses. The archer, thinking, His speed is very great when he comes, did not shoot him, but when he was going away after taking a horse, hampered by the heavy weight, he hit him with a sharp arrow in the hindquarters. The arrow came out at his front quarters and flew in the air. The lion yelled, "'I am shot!' The archer, after shooting him, twanged his bow like thunder. The jackal, hearing the noise of lion and bow, said to himself, "'My comrade is shot and must be killed. There is no friendship with the dead. I will now go to my old home in the wood.' And so he spoke to himself in two stanzas. The bow is bent, the bowstring sounds amain. Manoja, king of beasts, my friend, is slain. Alas, I seek the woods as best I may. Such friends are not, others must be my stay. The lion, with a rush, came and threw the horse at the den's mouth, falling dead himself. His kinsfolk came out and saw him blood-stained, blood flowing from his wounds dead from following the wicked. And his father, mother, sister, and wife, seeing him, spoke four stanzas in order. His fortune is not prosperous, whom wicked folk entice. Look at Manoja lying there, through Giria's advice. No joy have mothers in a son whose comrades are not good. Look at Manoja lying there, all covered with his blood. And even so fares still the man, in low estate he lies, who follows not the counsel of the true friend and the wise. This worse, or worse than this his fate, who is high but trusts the low, see, tis thus from kingly state he has fallen to the bow. The Otters and the Jackal once upon a time when Brahmadatta was reigning in Benares, the Bodhisatta was a tree spirit by a river bank. A jackal named Mayavi had taken a wife and lived in a place by that river bank. One day his mate said to him, "'Husband, a longing has come upon me. I desire to eat a fresh rohita fish.' He said, "'Be easy. I will bring it to you.' And going to the river he wrapped his feet in creepers and went along the bank. At the moment two otters, Gambirakari and Anutirakari, were standing on the bank looking for fish. Gambirakari saw a great rohita fish, and, entering the water with a bound, he took it by the tail. The fish was strong and went away dragging him. 
he called to the other. This great fish will be enough for both of us. Come and aid me. Speaking the first stanza. Friend Anute Rakari, rush to my aid, I pray. I've caught a great fish, but by force he's carrying me away. Hearing him, the other spoke the second stanza. Gambi Rakari, luck to you. Your grip be firm and stout. And as a rock would lift a snake, I'll lift the fellow out. Then the two together took out the Rohita fish, laid him on the ground, and killed him. But saying each to the other, You divide him. They quarreled and could not divide him, and so sat down, leaving him. At the moment the jackal came to the spot. Seeing him, they both saluted him and said, Lord of the gray grass color, this fish was taken by both of us together. A dispute arose because we could not divide him. Do you make an equal division and part it? Speaking the third stanza. A strife arose between us, Mark, O thou of grassy hue. Let our contention, honored sir, be settled fair by you. The jackal, hearing them, said, declaring his own strength, I've arbitrated many a case and done it perfectly. Let your contention, honored sirs, be settled fair by me. Having spoken that stanza and making the division, he spoke this stanza. Tail, Anuti Rakari, Gambi Rakari, head, the middle to the arbiter will properly be paid. So having divided the fish, he said, You eat head and tail without quarreling. And seizing the middle portion in his mouth, he ran away before their eyes. They sat downcast, as if they had lost a thousand pieces, and spoke the sixth stanza. But for our strife it would have long sufficed us without fail, but now the jackal takes the fish and leaves us head and tail. The jackal was pleased and thinking, Now I will give my wife Rohita fish to eat. He went to her. She saw him coming and saluting him spoke a stanza. Even as a king is glad to join a kingdom to his rule, so I am glad to see my lord today with his mouth full. Then she asked him about the means of attainment, speaking a stanza. How, being of the land, have you from water caught a fish? How did you do the feat, my lord? Pray answer to my wish. The jackal, explaining the means to her, spoke the next stanza. By strife it is their weakness comes, by strife their means decay. By strife the otters lost their prize, my Yavi eat the prey. End of section 29